Hi, this is Andrew, and this is Keynote, the daily now.tv chat show with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers. Hello, everybody. It is Monday, December the 12th, 2022, beginning of a new week. And we may indeed be at the beginning of an interesting new cycle of tech innovation and perhaps hype. On Friday, I talked to my old friend Keith Tier, the co-founder or one of the early investors in uh, TechCrunch, a man who's very well connected in the valley, uh, whether we're on the brink of a, a new AI age in which we'll be able to finally be able to talk to machines as if they are almost human. All this is bound up in the launch of a new chatbot um, called ChatGPT and uh, an open AI product that's uh, wowing a lot of people. Um, and uh, I, I, what I want to do on, on the show over the next few weeks is talk to other tech entrepreneurs like Keith to see if indeed they believe we are on the verge of a, of a new epoch, if you like, in being able to talk to smart machines like chat GPT. Um, my guest today on the show, uh, Whaley Dai, is um, one of the West Coast's most successful uh, Chinese-American uh, businesswomen, investors, entrepreneurs, billionaires, and she is the co-founder and the executive chairman uh, of a new company called Meet Kai. Uh, Meet Kai have just come out uh, late last week with a partnership with uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, the, uh, the professional football team, for uh, a conversational AI. So um, uh, Whaley is well positioned, as well positioned as anyone to talk about this new epoch. Uh, she's had a number of successful companies before. She's talking to us, perhaps appropriately, from Las Vegas. Whaley, um, how big a deal, in your view, is Chat GPT? Well, I, I would talk about, like, in general, I think uh, our life uh, needs to be uh, enhanced and with, uh, I use a term called the automation, meaning we have our mini-me as assist uh, get things done so much efficient than the old days because technology today is ready from all the way from the semiconductor to software you know since I also drive uh, uh, a lot of a uh, semiconductor side of innovation and I think when technology is ready so all of us life will be a lot more efficient and better and that's really the purpose of all along um, you know when I co-founded uh, Marvell Technology Group with my husband in the semiconductor space. Our mission always developing the most innovative technology and affordable and to improve people's life and globally and to contribute. So now um, use the example of one of our portfolio company, this company Mikai, I co-founded with James Copeland. And if you think about this, and this is getting even closer to our everyday's life and from software side. So essentially, and it assists you to a efficiency of uh, over 90% what each of us do and it potentially can be assisted by, I call the mini me. 
you know, sometimes... Mini me, uh, you talk about making life more efficient. Some of our viewers and listeners, Whaley, may be chilled by this. They might quite, they may be quite happy with their lives. They, their lives may be sufficiently efficient. What, what can chatbots like me, Kai, how can they make our lives more efficient? And why should we want more efficient lives? It sounds rather chilling to me. Uh, well, as you can see, uh, the world uh, with massive knowledge, data, right? I mean, think about how many years, uh, what's available out there. I mean, for industry, whether or not it's medical, which dear to my heart, you know, heart, and then the advanced medical uh, side of field, imagine doctors, right? They, if they can quickly and uh, figure out how to leverage all the, in the history of those brilliant other doctors had a breakthrough and quickly be able to get the data and combine with what they're doing day to day today. And guess what? It's gonna be a lot more impactful to solve any kind of issues. And obviously efficiency is so important because time to data, time to knowledge and time to be able to solving the problem in any industry, as a matter of fact, and that is so important. I uh, I did a mock chat with Chat GPT um, uh, just before we talked. Um, I asked it if if it was busy, um, and it suggested I'm a computer program and don't have the ability to be busy. Then I said, Are you the future? Um, and, and it replied, I'm not capable of existing in the future or any other time period. And then I asked, Why should I trust you? And it replied, as a computer program, I'm not capable of earning your trust in the same way as a person is. So coming back to this issue of trust, uh, why should we trust Meet Kai or OpenAI or ChatGPT? You're in the business of making money. What is it about these platforms that make, should make them trustworthy for the rest of us, uh, Whaley? Well, I think... Uh, uh... If you think about uh, our Mikai side, you know, what, what we do is <clears throat> we assist people, you know, for them to look for, let's say, I just use a simple example, say restaurant, right? You know, all of us, uh, we like to understand how to eat healthy and look for restaurants and all this. I mean, Mikai, one thing about Mikai is we believe we're really leading the pack for the next generation, what is required. We do multi-language, multi-term, multi-domain, and very friendly. We can carry a conversation, right? So I think- uh, as, well know, as, as well as this conversation, uh, could, could I talk to meet Kai in the same multi-dimensional, seemingly human way as you and I are speaking, Kay, uh, Whaley? I, I think we are, uh, we could do some, uh, good conversation and, and I absolutely welcome you to try it because so far uh, based on what we observe, our uh, conversational multi-turn and conversation side of technology is quite advanced. Yeah, I welcome you to have a- Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure some of the viewers and listeners will, will check out. I certainly encourage them to check out Meet Kai and Chat GPT and all the other platforms now that are becoming all the rage. Um, why should I trust you, Whaley, not just as a businesswoman? Why should I trust your human? What makes you human in contrast with um, 
with uh, being a, a bot, with being a smart machine. Lots of science fiction writers have imagined the future, the future of Blade Runner, in which it's increasingly hard to distinguish between humans and machines. Well, I, I believe, uh, you know, I used many years ago, we talk about AI, this technology being evolving, improving for many years. I always said that uh, the piece that uh, I believe at the end of the day still eat you or me and need to be filled the last tiny bitty percentage. Um, I don't believe that uh, AI robots can replace 100% of us because you know, we have a certain, the, the real time certain mood and some, you know, the, the, the last very tiny uh, percentage because human is different from fundamentally from robots. However, robots can learn what each of us could do and be smart enough to be able to enhance and help us. But the last the tiny percent, you and me going to be absolutely unique, you see, because otherwise, uh, you know, in the world, I believe everybody's unique, right? You know, in right. I hope we are. Um, uh, Wei Li, you mentioned that one of the values of conversational AI will be to doctors to be able to determine disease, and that that's self-evident. But most of these early applications are focused more in the entertainment area or in the commercial area. You're announcement last week was with a partnership with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, what exactly are you doing and why should we care about that? I mean, what 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 needs to happen on spectators uh, and visitors to the, the Chargers stadium that uh, AI can make uh, richer, more, better? For, for Why should consumers, sports fans, or anyone really care about it? Oh, of course. It's, it's just, as I said, you know, it's a knowledge, information, right? And uh, in terms of, uh, you know, whether the fan or team, I mean, think about the access knowledge and experience, the previous game and the current game, all this information and leveraging AI with the assist is going to be a lot more effective. You, um, in, a, in an interesting piece in Chinese newspaper, you... You, you, you admitted that, um, confessed that some of your business acumen comes from your love of basketball. Um, sports are important, but I, I understand your point about learning about sports history. You could use Google. Why, why not just go to the stadium and, and look any trivia up, sports information on Google? What does something like Meet Kai uh, do that Google can't do? Well, you know, I, I, I would say the future of uh, AI technology, I think the, the conversational and um, the use, ease of use, friendliness, right? And um, all of those is going to be very important. And as you know, that uh, uh, you probably uh, follow some of the news. Mika, I talk about our uh, second product line of uh, metaverse right imagine yeah, I, I want to get to the meta we'll get to the metaverse yeah. later yeah. but 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 coming back to this question of, of what can platforms like chat gpt and meet kai what can they do that we can't already do on google we we're, we're used now to just simply googling stuff if we don't know a sports stat a, um, 
some information, we simply Google it. Why, why, why do we even need AI? Well, this is why the friendliness of uh, conversation and in terms of uh, add additional value, you know, this is not just about manually doing a typing text and search, right? So this, that's one mechanism with the conversational and be able to carry a conversation and understand, say, ah, I need this X, Y, Z. And same thing for uh, the uh, fans. They like to find out exactly what the uh, situation so they can easily find out. So I think, you Is know- Is this gonna be in real time? For example, in a, in a charges game, will you be able to communicate with an AI um, in a up to the minute or up to the second context well that's what we are aiming for you know right now at, all at the, the moment you can't do that yeah no uh, meaning the in terms of our ai is is real time whatever it's available and it should be able to yeah you mentioned um you mentioned uh the the uh the metaverse um and Meet Kai is presented both as a metaverse and AI company. We've done a number of shows um, on the metaverse, one with the writer Matthew Ball, who believes that it will revolutionize everything. He has a new book out, The Metaverse, and how it will indeed revolutionize everything. How is the metaverse connected with your chatbot on Meet Kai? Are they intimately bound up with one another or are the do they exist in parallel oh yeah absolutely it's a, so my vision or our vision uh, the metaverse you see a lot of people big company small company everybody talk about metaverse and everybody creates own silo right you probably observe in the last uh, i would say uh close uh, a year and uh, everybody talk about this a very, I use the term silo structure, but my vision or our vision is very simple. Back to my philosophy of technology, you want to impact people's life for more effective, efficient, and better. So the definition, in my opinion, metaverse is only useful as you mapping your real world, I mean, of you and me and our real world to a virtual world, and you're leveraging AI technology. And all of a sudden, AI is like a super fast uh, simulation, right? You can search for information. I, my favorite example is very easy to understand is travel. Imagine how many places in the world you and I actually can see during our lifetime. Limited, right? Guess what? This use case of Leveraging our Mika AI, like what you said, in the virtual world, then we can search around all the corners of the world and then view it and in the virtual world and to see, aha, is this the place I'd like to go? Oh, maybe take a look at Lake Como. Wow, this is great. Lake Como is the place I want to go. Then physical us can then buy the ticket and to see the real world, the real uh, Lake Como, Italy. So you basically map into a virtual world, search for whatever information, industry or knowledge or places you like to understand, simulate it, 
and then bring back to apply to your real world. The, all of a sudden, the travel becomes so reachable, so affordable, and we can see the whole world. No, I'm just giving a, a, a... Yeah, no, no, I take your point, Whaley, but you are, um, you're one of the world's richest women. Uh, you're a, a billionaire, uh, supposedly one of the, uh, the wealthiest uh, 25 top self-made billionaires. So it's easy for you to go to Lake Como. Um, you probably have your own plane or certainly you can just call up and get a ticket and go if you choose. Some people might argue, some people fear that, um, that virtual reality will actually create two worlds, people who will live on computers because they can't afford to go to Lake Como. And then tech billionaires like yourself, how would you respond to that? Is there, is there a danger that virtual reality will only, shall we say, concretize the profound inequalities between the very rich like yourself and the rest of us? Well, I think uh, my example is exactly to address the affordability because think about this, we, how many, I think uh, uh, for everybody, hopefully, in, during their lifetime, they can visit some of their favorite places, right? But it's very limited. Like you said, perfect. One could be the time, one could be affordability, and all of those. And also the physical limitation. So by having this Mikai technology, our true metaverse technology that can really leveraging AI to enhance our life and make it better. That's a perfect example because now you don't have to go by the tickets, go to all the places. You just look through and find your favorite one and hopefully you can reach there, right? And the other thing is for, you know, our parents and elderly and people with physically not feasible to go to very far places, now they can enjoy. Now, the other thing is for Mika, our technology is so advanced, it's absolutely independent from XR devices. It's running a browser. So any devices, whether or not your phone, tablet, computers, TVs, any smart surface, your car dashboard, your automotive dashboard. So everywhere you can leverage in this technology to be able to reach. And this is exactly what my passion of be able to develop such technology to enable everybody in the world, including the less fortunate regions that people afford affordability and challenge to get expensive devices like the VR set, for example. Well, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned the VR set is something that Facebook's working on. What do you want to do with Meet Kai? There's a lot of concern that these new platforms like OpenAI and Meet Kai might turn out to be even more powerful than Web 2.0 platforms like Google, and Facebook, when they started, they claimed they were going to make the world a better place. Most people now don't believe that. Um, wh why should we trust you any more than these previous platforms? What do you want to do with Meek? It sounds to me as if Mark Zuckerberg might buy you since he's changed the name of his company to uh, Meta and is investing massively in hardware. Well, first of all, Andrew, you, uh, you asked the perfect question. And this is why... You know, you probably heard millions of times people say track record. What's your track record? Who are the people involved, right? 
So think about James and I, James Copeland and I co-founded this company. And by the way, my education at UC Berkeley Computer Science is software, even though I build a, a global uh, leading public semiconductor company called Marvell Technology with my husband, but this one is software. At the get-go over four years ago for Mikai, and what we did is all the foundation, deep technology, right? And then, of course, we are today, maybe we're small, four years old, but our mission is to drive the innovation to lead the world. And the reason I'm extremely bullish is because my co-founder is extremely brilliant. I call him. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect, all tech people have their ups and downs. You had a piece in the LA Times from 2013, how I made it. But then you even had your own fall uh, at uh, Marvell. You, uh, you're out and, uh, and now you've built yourself back up. You're no different from any other tech entrepreneur. You have your ups and downs. My question wasn't, though, so much about you personally. I trust you. But as if, if, if a platform like Meet Kai or OpenAI, if they become more and more dominant, if we have indeed a winner-take-all economy as we've had with web two so that you caught on the market so to speak in this conversational ai isn't there a danger that you'll become too powerful isn't there a danger that you'll control the world oh i think i i look at from uh, uh, the uh, exciting innovation change the world for better i always well we heard that with the google boys we heard that from some zuckerberg and now we don't trust them anymore why should we trust you well if you think about it, we are a, a web browser uh platform is completely open you see we are open platform and as you know technology every year every month all need to be lifted and improved and we welcome everybody you know we're like one of the startup small company right and now leading the web3 and developing the best ai the best metaverse technology and with the right vision right direction and we look at it extremely proud because we are driving the this ai and metaverse world to the next stage uh, I take your point uh, uh, on the openness, Whaley, but you know, OpenAI claims to be open. That's why they're called OpenAI. Even uh, Elon Musk, though, remarked last week that uh, OpenAI wasn't open, that it's a for-profit company. What does open mean? And is that compatible with profitability? I always thought of open as being public and therefore non-profit. You are a, a for-profit company, aren't you? Well, uh, as you know, um, one thing is if you want to accomplish your dream and make an impact and technology to in, to reach out each person around the world for better life, and guess what? You have to also, same time, not to forget, build a very successful business, right? And this is where you can continue to invest. And we invest millions of dollars, and we're a deep technology company, So, which means you invest in a big way, and then you grow and be successful. So which means you also need to be financially success successful. But our mission and purpose is focusing on how do you build a successful business globally and impact the world and contribute to the world for better life 
and better technology and better innovation. And that's who Mika is. And we are on track with this. I'm extremely excited. And my co-founder and I, James Coppola, and you will see, and I hope we will not let you there. And hopefully we will have a, a more updates for you and then you can you know, see our progress. And But I got to tell you, we're extremely excited and we are uh, moving forward fast. Uh, Whaley, we had the AI expert Gary Marcus on the show recently. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with his work. He has a pinned tweet and he, he wrote, uh, let us invent then a new breed of AI systems that mix an awareness of the past with values that represent the future that we aspire to. Our focus should be on figuring out how to build AI that can represent and reason about values rather than simply perpetuating past data. I have to admit I'm somewhat sympathetic to Marcus's uh, dream. How, how would you respond to that? Do you think that we can build AI systems built on values rather than just on past data? Oh, of course. Value means how do you contribute bringing the best result to add value, right? So this is why I mentioned... No, but I think you meant moral values rather than just... Oh. Um, no, uh, I, utilitarian ones that can be and that's why the most important you know our AI address a better life more efficient for all industry and if you notice my first example because of moral value medical is the field is dear to my heart I believe if we can have better technology to help doctors researchers nurse to save more lives, that's absolutely the most important value. And this is why our focus for technology is to impact all the industry. And medical industry is a good example. Medical is certainly a good one. I'm not sure it's the best. Some people might say, well, what about AI and freedom and democracy? Can it help us with freedom and democracy? Could uh, Meet Kai make us, for example, a more democratic society? Well, Mika, you know, as you know, uh, we are focusing on fundamental technology, right? To empower people to make the life better in general. So we're not, you know, looking at a uh, anything to do with, uh, for example, uh, uh, or have any negative meanings. That's our purpose. So that's why I said medical and then consumer side efficiency. You know, I'm a mother wife and uh, a daughter uh, for my family. And I see a lot of responsibilities and to add value and do better for my entire family of three generations, right? So, which means I need to make my 24-7 becomes, you know, 48, uh, 14 because the efficiency. So, which means technology will help a big time. Finally, um, uh, Whaley, uh, for people watching this, they'll note your beautiful sweatshirt. Um, it says eschatology Gucci. Let's leave the Gucci out. Let's talk about eschatology, which is uh, a, a piece of theology dealing with death. W what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, what is your, shall we say, eschatological purpose on earth? <laughs> well, I, I, am, uh, I would love to serve people. I like to help people. And that's all because my dear mother's upbringing. 
and like a giver. And so whether or not it's in the business world, my philosophy is always when we do business, we win together. So I every day I breathe forwards. I learn from my mother, fair, care, and giving, forgiving. And with those forwards and during any situation and whatever situation I face, I always think about how do I apply those forwards. And you know what? It's very helpful. This is how, you know, upbringing is everything. And then because of that, we pass that to our children and then grandchildren. I'm so happy to uh, to uh, let you know that I will have uh, two grandbabies, one from second, the first son, one from uh, second son. And in one in January, one in February, and it will becoming a grandma. And I'm just so proud. To me, that's the, the biggest joy. And my friends are telling me, you're going to be really going crazy with the grandchildren. And I'm looking forward to go crazy with the grandchildren. Excellent.